Nintendo. Back with you another edition of the Degenerate Hawkeyes podcast. Trent and Biz talking the world of Hawkeye athletics with you. Biz, it's been three months since we last spoke and uh, at least spoke here on the podcast. And boy, what a different world we live in here today in early May compared to when we were talking last in February. Yeah, while I was waiting for you to call, I, I double-checked, and it's been almost exactly three months. I think it was February 5th, the last time we did one of these. So uh, athletics has changed a little bit in three months, or has basically become become non-existent. So uh, well, I'm sure you and I will still find some things to, to blabber on about, but uh, it's been a bizarre, bizarre three months, that's for sure. That it has, and going back to the end of the season for Iowa basketball, both on the men's and the women's side, the way the season ended is uh, the men were getting ready to take on Minnesota in the Big Ten tournament. Was the game going to be played? The speculation is everything. Really, the world blew up with Gobert and the Utah Jazz in the sports world as it was going. I'm sitting uh, in the exact spot I was as I was watching the last live sporting event, at least in America, with the Big East basketball tournament, the first half of the St. John's, and I can't remember who they were playing in uh, that game in the Big East tournament. That's happening that at halftime they pull them off the floor, and that was it for sports. It's something that it's still difficult at times to wrap my head around how we got here. I just It seemed so implausible when people would throw out scenarios and what could halt the sports world, and yet here we are, and not just here in America but across the world, a pandemic and something that I just I guess I'm not smart enough to figure out that something like this was a real possibility and here we are today. Well, and you know, it's been a few months, so you kind of forget just how crazy things were those first few days. Like you said, uh I think it was uh was it Tuesday night or Wednesday night, whatever, when Rudy Gobert was diagnosed and, and that was kind of the uh I think tipping point for sports because up until that moment, everything looked like it was pretty much a go. There was still going to be uh, conference tournaments. There was still going to be NBA games that night, and, and you know everything was still. There was a lot of questions, but uh, everything was still ready to roll at that point. And then, forty-eight hours later, it was pretty much all done. I mean, and here we are. I guess it's, you know, two months later, we're still don't have any answers. So it'll be interesting to see what happens these next few months, but. Uh, you and I chatted a little bit off air. I, I just, I am not confident at all that we're going to see college sports uh, this fall. You know, and that that does come as a surprise to me because I, maybe I'm looking at this with a different lens, and you certainly, and your day job, uh, have a different viewpoint of things. But hey, I need sports. I need sports for what I do on a daily basis. You know, as I hear here in the state of Iowa, the Regent schools talking about coming back, looking nationally at a lot of the different colleges and their plans. First of all, in order to have college athletics, the most simple part of the equation is you have to have students back on campus. There's not a realistic scenario where you can have all distance learning and then, well, we're going to put 120 football players on campus and and they're going to go through things. That's really the non-starter of everything. You have to have the students back on campus. Well, and I, I think there will be sports this fall. I, I think, you know, I think it's reasonable to, to assume there will be some professional sports played and maybe even not even, not even have to wait till fall. I think by summer they'll figure out a way to, you know, there's going to be some golf. I, I think there will eventually be some baseball played, and, and I think the NFL will find a way to, to make it happen as well. It may be, 
with no fans. But you know, for the NFL, that's not nearly as big a deal as it is for college football because you know NFL, you know, the, the, the TV rights and those types of things are so astronomically big that they can they can make it work without the fans for a little while. College football, you know, I don't know if they can. And, and like you said, there's so much tied into having the, the students on campus and having the schools up and running. I just I have a hard time believing that's going to happen across the board. And it'll be interesting to see if eventually, uh, you know, conferences like the SEC say, well, if Pac-12's got, not going to play too bad, we're still going to play. Because you know, I think that's where we might be going. You're, you've seen hints of that in the last week or so where some schools have started to hint that uh, it doesn't need to be the full NCAA playing. But, uh, we'll, we'll take our chances. So, you know, I guess when I say – College football, I guess there may be some, but I, it'll be. I think it'll be different than uh, than what we've seen in the past. I don't think you're going to see a full 12 game national schedule starting on whatever it is, September 5th. Yeah, I agree with that part of it, and I'm right there with you. I don't think we're going to see the 12 game schedule as we believe it's going to be, at least as as it's written down on paper right now for all the teams across, across college athletics. I could see a condensed version. Our chances, I think, of walking inside a Kinnick Stadium this year are incredibly slim. I don't think that's going to be a part of it, but because of the money that's still there. Looking at some numbers out there, I think uh, home games for the big programs in the country, from the Michigans and the Alabamas of the world, you're talking upwards of $22, $23 million a year as it pertains to suites, ticket sales, concessions, all that. That's where you're looking at. I think I saw the number for the University of Iowa is something like $16 million, and that's certainly a blow but also think about the avenue of the TV, and that's though something the NFL is bigger. It's still a huge component for college athletics, and because athletic departments as a whole are hitting this financial crunch that we're looking at, coupled with the way that universities as a whole are. You know, in the past where we didn't have these big TV deals, athletic departments received money from the general fund. Well, universities don't have that anymore unless you're dipping in two endowments, the likelihood that the athletic department's going to be able to ask for money is incredibly slim. And because of that, I think you're going to see some kind of football this year. I think college football will be there. Very well could be only conference games, an 8-9 conference game schedule, and that is it with nobody in the stands. But something for TV, something to generate revenue, that's going to be there. And because of the way the football goes, I think that's going to be the one that you're going to see out there that's the plausible path that at least I can envision at this point, but I'm sure you can poke some holes in that too. Well, we're an Iowa podcast, Trent, so from a purely selfish standpoint, uh, breaking up Iowa's current 12-game uh, schedule is, is not a bad thing. Right. You know, a couple. I assume you've seen the same articles and treats I've seen, but I've seen a couple of places have listed us as having the, the most difficult schedule in the nation this mm-hmm. year, so... If they want to break it up and just say we're going to play, you know, only the uh, Big Ten West opponents, uh, I'm all for that. Sure. Uh, looking at that schedule, the way it's constructed now, uh, it's hard to come up with more than seven, you know, seven or eight wins, even in a good year. And that's if you're believing that Petrus is going to be ready to go. He didn't get a spring practice this year, so they're going to be going in with not just an unproven quarterback, but certainly a quarterback that didn't have the normal reps. I guess. A saving grace would be when you look at the Iowa program and and hopeful whatever the schedule turns out to be if we do have football this year would be you have a coaching staff that has been there. You have a coaching staff that certainly is going to go through things. And maybe the biggest component to me is though Doyle's not able to work out with these guys, 
he's going to have something certainly in place. A, if the lead-up is two weeks before game started, the lead-up is six weeks. Whatever it may be, he's going to have something coupled with Doyle putting together, and I heard him on his teleconference uh, last week talking about what they have in place for the different guys that have different things that they can work on. There's some guys right now that are at home, and they don't have a weight staff, and they don't have you know a weight bench that they can go through, but he has a program for those kind of players and what they can do. If there's anybody that is equipped to handle the different circumstances for over 100 different guys, I'd put my money on Chris Doyle, and maybe that does give Iowa a leg up coming up in this football season if it happens. Well, and, you know, there used to be the the kind of thought that Iowa football, you know, was the type of team that started really slow every year and then, you know, developed as the year went on. And that used to be the case. But I think over the last five years or so, this coaching staff has really done a much better job of, you know, being ready to go week one. And, and you, know, mm-hmm. you know, I think they kind of learned – from some of their mistakes in the past, and they've really been a much more, I guess, prepared team from the get-go. And we haven't we haven't seen those early season hiccups. Um, and so I, I think this is a team, you know, like you said, Doyle is built for for these types of things, and, and he'll make sure that you know you've seen it on the recruiting side for sure. I mean, this coaching staff really, really knows what they're doing, and what they've done on the recruiting side during this pandemic is, is pretty amazing. I just see they got another recruit this morning from a, went into Nebraska and took a, like their best wide receiver out of the state of Nebraska. So, I mean, they're, I'm not worried that we're going to fall behind with what's going on right, right now. I'm more worried that uh, if we play that schedule, it isn't going to matter if we fall behind or not. We're just not going to be talented enough to beat about three or four of our opponents. Well, uh, Biz, anything else on that front? I'm going to work to stay optimistic and hopeful for the football season. I'm sure you're optimistic as well, but just looking at it a different way. Anything else before we we start to dive into what we may see with Hawkeye uh, athletics and, and talk some football and basketball? No, let's, let's jump into it a little bit, Trent. Well, I, you know, I'm not sure I'm optimistic, but I am hopeful. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think uh, we'll see sports. It's not going to be the way we've seen it in the past, but you'll, you'll have something to talk about, Trent. You're, you're <laughs> You've done, a he- you've done a heck of a job of uh, making up content for a few months, but hopefully that won't last for too much longer. Oh, boy. this is uh, And, in fact, we're getting to the time that it becomes even more difficult here in May and June. Those are the dead months, uh, certainly in the market that I work in on the radio. But we will persevere and we will find a way. The Iowa basketball team found a way to get to Indianapolis with an NCAA berth locked in and felt like a team that maybe could make a run. Maybe their first uh, jump into the second weekend since the 1998-99 Iowa basketball team. Alas, that wasn't the case with the cancellation of the NCAA tournament. Biz, this one stings. It stings because of the hope that we had for this Iowa team and the way that college athletics was, college basketball was really set up this year. No dominant teams. It felt like you get the right break, you get the right path in the NCAA tournament. This Iowa team could make a run, and we didn't get a chance to see it. Well, it really stings just because of the the makeup of that team. We've talked about it a lot in the past, and this team was just kind of different, a different mentality than than most of Fran's teams or most of the teams that we've seen over the last, you know, 20 years of Iowa basketball. There haven't been a lot of teams where going into the tournament, I think, the fan base was was really optimistic that this team could make a run. Even you know, we, we've even the, even the years with the Utahs and the 
Cassells and the, and the Woodburys, I don't think the fan base really believed that that team was was built to uh, to go very far, and it showed because when they got up against the Gonzagas and the Villanovas of the world, they got their butts kicked. And uh, just this team, for for multiple reasons, like you said, a the, the, the competition, there wasn't any you know superstar teams out there, but b this was just a team that had a toughness about them and. You know, I think as time goes on, it'll kind of become kind of a, a mythical team where people will probably eventually start saying, "Oh, this is a team that could have made." You know, you, like you said, realistically, the, the top end for them was probably trying to make the Sweet Sixteen. But uh, as years go on, I think people will, will start to pretend that this was a potential Final Four team, which which they weren't. No, no, that that's not the makeup of this team, and and there were still, I think, too many deficiencies for them to make a run to the Final Four, but. That leads to a look forward to next season, and the expectations are already up there, Biz. This is as big of expectations, certainly, I would say, since uh, the Alford year number three with Wrecker and Reggie Evans and that group. Of course, they disappointed that season, but the expectations for this Iowa basketball team, they are absolutely monstrous across the board. You're seeing certainly top 15 preseason pub and as high as number four in the country going into next season. That's, of course, with Luca Garza coming back. But it's not just uh, people here in Iowa thinking this is going to be an Iowa key, good Iowa team. This is national conversation about the Hawkeyes. Well, that, that's a good segue, Trent. You want to you dig into expectations? Because uh, Stat Boy has been, been itching to, to dig into something. And so I had him dig into not only uh, expectations for the basketball team, but for expectations across the board. Because you look at it, I mean, it, it's. I think it's pretty darn likely that next year we're going to have ranked teams across the board. You know, football should be ranked. Men's basketball obviously is going to be ranked. Wrestling is clearly going to be number one, and the women's basketball team should be ranked. So you want to you want to dig into where past expectations and where this year likely falls in line with those. Yeah, no doubt. This is going to be fun. So, all right, so what I did, Trent, I asked that boy to go back. You know, we always kind of draw the line at 1980 or kind of when Hayden Hayden started things off as kind of the the starting point. We've done that again this year or this time. So we're looking at 40 years, and what I did was have Stat Boy pull up the, the AP polls and the amateur wrestling news poll for wrestling to see uh, what the the preseason expectations have been across the board for Iowa athletics and the uh, couple interesting things. One, you find out that uh, expectations haven't always been real high for Iowa athletics going in. And, and, and two, uh, this has a chance to be one of the uh, the best all-around athletic years that Iowa's ever had, if, if we get to play the year, obviously. Right. So you, you ready for a couple quiz questions, and then we'll, we'll dig more into men's basketball here at the end. Okay, I'll see what we can let's, do. Let's start broad, Trent. In 40 years... How many times have all four of those sports, so we're talking football, men's basketball, women's basketball, and wrestling, how many times in 40 years have all four of them been ranked preseason? I would say six. Did you cheat? I did not cheat, no. That is exactly correct. All right. Here's the question, though. When was the last of those six? Last time, well, I'm trying to think the last time that Iowa men's basketball would have been preseason top 25. I mean, that that's going back. I'm going to say 2000, the 2005-2006 school year. 
You are incorrect. Mm. You got to go all the way back to 1997 for the last time all of them were ranked. So, as you said, it happened six times, and it actually happened six times in an 11 year stretch. It's clearly, the uh, the golden years of Iowa athletics between 19, 1987 and 1997, there were six years where all four sports were ranked. So. Uh, some pretty impressive years in there uh, across the board, but it's been 23 years since, uh, to be honest, not only has it been 23 years since four of them were ranked, it's been 23 years since three of the four were ranked. So it's been a long time since uh, all four sports were, uh, were gelling at the same time. That's uh, it, it's pretty crazy to think that you have to go back over 20 years just to find something like that. But I think more than anything, it shows the the state of the men's basketball program during this time. And and even though it's been good, it just hasn't it hasn't reached those heights where coming into the year oh, they'll be a good team. And usually it looks like they'll be an NCAA tournament team. But even top 25, difficult to break into in the preseason. Yeah, that's that's true. And we'll. As the next couple questions will show, Trent, it has been much more difficult than I, I thought it would be. So um, let's go back into it. We're going to throw wrestling and and women's basketball to the side because clearly, all those two, although those two sports are important, they're not the two that uh, that keep everything else afloat in Iowa. So let, let's break it down on just football and men's basketball. Since 1997, Trent, the last 23 years. How many times have just those two sports, football and men's basketball, been ranked preseason in the same year? In the same year, just those two? Just two. We're talking just football and just men's basketball. In the last 23 years, how often were both of them ranked in the same season? Uh, To start the year, preseason. Preseason. I'm going to say twice. You are too high. One time, one time in 23 years, and that year uh, ended out being a complete dud for one sport and a uh, disappointing ending for the other sport. 2006 was the only time that both of them were ranked. Football started the season ranked 16th. Men's basketball started the season ranked 20th. You remember how both of those seasons uh, ended? 2006, was that the 6-6 six and six year that uh, they lost to Western Michigan? Yeah, that was the, uh, well, it was, no, it was, the, I don't remember if it was Western Michigan, yeah, I think you're right, it was a 6-6, six and six. it was Drew Tate's last year, where the oh, okay. year ended. Uh, they went to the Alamo Bowl? We went to the Alamo Bowl, we lost, I think, what, four in a row to end the year, including getting destroyed at Minnesota, and then went to the Alamo Bowl and lost to Texas, so, uh, and, the, and and obviously you remember the 2000. 2005-2006 basketball season, how that ended as well. Northwestern State. Exactly. So so going back, let's talk just basketball, Trent. In those same past 23 years, how many times has just the basketball team been ranked preseason? I'm going to say twice again. You are correct. Can you name both years? 2000... I think you've already touched on both years, so you should be able to get this. Yeah, well, the 2005-2006 the season would certainly be one, and was it the 0304, the senior year for Wrecker and Evans that they fell apart? Uh, you, correct year, wrong. I mean, right team, wrong year. Okay. That's the 0102 okay. year. We were, we were ranked ninth to start the year, and yeah, <laughs> things fell apart down the stretch. So, um, but yeah, ranked ninth in 2001, 2002, 
ranked 20th in 2005-2006. So coming up this year, Trent, it'll be 15 years since Iowa basketball was ranked to start the season. That's unthinkable. Unthinkable. <laughs> and the program's been at least in solid footing for almost a decade now. But, again, to get that pub, I guess, in the preseason top 25. You know, another thing that I thought about as we're, we're talking about this is there's been so many times that – we find out in November, December, hey, this team's going to be even better than we anticipated. Go back to a couple of years ago when they go out to New York City and, and they get the wins out there. Even last year, going to Vegas and beating Texas Tech, it, it usually takes a, a win for not just people locally, but on the national level to say, oh, it looks like McCaffrey's got a good team again. Yeah, I was surprised. I thought one of those years, you know, the thir- 2013, 14, you know, 15 years, I thought we'd be ranked to start the year, but obviously, uh, we were not. It has been uh, 15 years. So let, let's flip to football, Trent. I was surprised also the football team hasn't been ranked as many times as I thought. So in those same 23 years, how many times has the football team been ranked preseason? Preseason seven. Trent, you clearly cheated on some of these. <laughs> did, you you are cheat. correct, seven times. So, um, And amazingly enough, of those seven times, only once of the seven were we ranked in the top ten. So... We've only ever had one top 10 preseason ranked team for, for parents, which is amazing considering we've ended in the top 10, what, five or six times? Yeah, I believe five is the number, and it would have been, what, the 05 team that was preseason top 10? Uh, no, it was actually the 2010 season. Oh, another okay. Another uh, disappointing outcome where, uh, you know, as we've talked about in the past, one of Ferentz's most talented teams, but the uh, the wheels fell off that team late in the year as well. So, um, yeah, the only time, and they're ranked ninth. So, Ferentz has never been ranked uh, higher than ninth. And uh, as we'll, we'll, we'll look at in basketball in a little bit here, um, the basketball team has never been ranked higher. Or, well, I shouldn't say never. In the years that we're talking about, can you guess what the highest ranked basketball team has ever been since 1980? Since 1980, the highest-ranked basketball team, well, in the preseason? Preseason, yes. To start the season, what was the highest-ranked? Uh, I'm going to go 88-89 with B.J. Roy and Ed's senior year. You are correct. What What was the preseason ranking? Well, the Sporting News had them number one because on my way to piss at the Fieldhouse many times, I saw the, the magazine article hanging there in the hallway going down the stairs. But AP poll, coaches poll, I'd say seven. You clearly are cheating. <laughs> I'm not cheating. I'm throwing random numbers it is, out. It is seventh, and I think, uh, I don't know if you were involved in it, but at one point I think we, uh, as a group, tried to unsuccessfully mm-hmm. yes. steal that uh, yes. magazine article off the field house. They had it bolted on tightly. Was- that they did. We, we had uh, long conversations many times about how we were going to get that thing out of there. Never happened. Never came to fruition. Probably a good thing, Trent. Probably a good thing. You're absolutely right. The uh, basketball team has... Seventh is the highest, and you know you talked about it earlier. I think that's probably a realistic area where this team is going to be, assuming Garza's back. If Garza's back, I think seventh or above is is a you know uh, it would not shock me at all if they're they're ranked fifth or sixth somewhere in there just to start the season. Let's hope. Let, let's hope and expectations. You know, there's times maybe you get scared off by expectations. Embrace it. Embrace it at this point. Let's give. Let's get something to get us fired up going into the basketball season and, and going into the year where 
Iowa hasn't had this. As we're talking about right now, it just it's something that doesn't happen. Let's embrace this and embrace it instead of being sad sacks about it. And, oh boy, they're gonna screw up expectations. Let's have some fun this year. Well, let's hope we get the opportunity to have some fun this That's year, Trent. Because uh, one last area we'll dig into before we hop back out of the time machine. So, looking back, there have been five times that football and men's basketball were ranked in the top 20 over the last 40 years. Um, and it's only happened once in the last 30 years. 2006, the football team was ranked 16th and the basketball was ranked 20th. The other four times, you all have to, you have to go back to 1988 or before. So looking at it, Trent, the best year ever as far as preseason expectations, you've got to go back to 1984. The football team was ranked 12th in the preseason. The men's basketball team was ranked 7th in the preseason. Do you remember how either of those seasons ended out as far as the 1983-84 basketball team or the 1984 football team? So I'm trying to put it together. I want to say the football team won like eight games maybe that year. Gator Bowl, something like that. You're close. They did win eight Freedom games. Bowl. Freedom the, Bowl. The Freedom Bowl. Yeah. Freedom Bowl, actually. It was the Chuck Long yep. uh, or six touchdowns against Texas. Yeah. The Freedom Bowl. So a disappointing year, did not meet the expectations, but a uh, a great end of the year, and it catapulted them into a uh, an unbelievable year the next year, the, the 85 season. So what about the basketball team, Trent? Do you remember, you remember a lot about uh, a lot of good basketball in the early to mid and all the way through the 80s. Do you remember the 83-84 team? So this is before my actual memory of games jumps in. That's really kind of 85-86 that I have any even faint memories of things. But Raveling was the coach. I, I know that. Yep. And I know Raveling, a couple of things. Use this as a, some bar trivia. How many times in his three seasons at Iowa did he beat Iowa State? Played them all three years. I'm, I'm assuming zero based zero, on yeah. your question. Yeah, 0 and 3 against Iowa State. And what did he make the tournament? Two out of three years, or was it one out of three years? I'm going to guess they didn't make the tournament. Well, not only did they make the tournament, not not make the tournament, they didn't have a, a winning record there. Really? Ranked seventh to start the year. This was a team that had lots of talent. This had Stokes, Carfino, Payne, Lowhouse, and Birkenpass as a starting five. So plenty of talent. Yeah. They went 13 and 15. Ooh. Six and twelve in the Big Ten, including losing seven in a row in the middle of the year. So, uh, old George could, could could do one thing really, really well, and that's recoup. The other parts uh, were lacking. So that it was never never beat Iowa State and never won a game in the NCAA tournament at Iowa. That's the resume for George Raveling. But brought in a lot of good dudes. Yeah, as well, and he uh, he he. Uh, Set the table for Tom in those those first few glory years as well. So, you know, I think he he gets a free pass because of of how well his recruits did for Tom. But uh, not a good coach, <laughs> not at all. He wore a sweatsuit, and that pissed my grandpa off to no end. Wearing a sweatsuit on the sidelines, supposed to be wearing a suit, not a sweatsuit. Grandpa Condon, he didn't like that one bit. But uh, well, he was wearing a he was wearing a suit, Trent. His tracksuit. Not the kind of grandpa like. <laughs> Not what he liked at all. Oh, boy, Biz. Uh, fun memories there and some good ones, some bad ones, and expectations that go along with it. Anything else from Stat Boy? No. I mean, my, my two takeaways from looking at it, and, and I assume Stat Boy will send it out to the masses afterwards, his list. But my two takeaways is, is 
it's been a long, long time since we've had high expectations across the board, Trent. Um, and the second takeaway is, is Iowa basketball has been pretty darn bad for the last uh, 20 years. So uh, it, it's like you said, let, let's enjoy it. Let's uh, embrace the expectations. I think there's always kind of been a, a doomsday feel to Iowa basketball over the last 20 years that we always kind of assume you know bad things are going to happen. So maybe this is the year where everything comes together and uh, there's a magical uh, a magical season coming our way. If there's ever a time for hope, it's right now with Iowa basketball. Biz, uh, let's jump over to some more football, including some betting lines that are out there. Uh, last week, Elite Sportsbook over in Riverside, they released point spreads for 11 of the 12 scheduled Iowa football games for this upcoming year. Do not have a list of point spread for the opener against UNI, but I think some fun numbers in here. They've shifted and changed around just a little bit, but quickly running through a few of the the main ones at the very least. Iowa favored by a field goal against Iowa State at home. Minnesota favored by three against Iowa the following week on Friday night up at TCF Bank. Again, Gophers favored by three there. Iowa getting 17 at Ohio State, getting seven at Penn State. Hawkeyes favored by three against Nebraska, and uh, the capper this year will be against the Badgers. Wisconsin, a four-and-a-half-point favorite in Kinnick Stadium for that one. One jumped off the page as you were going through these opening lines from Elite Sportsbook. Well, the one that jumped off the page is one that you skipped, actually. Assuming we play these games, uh, I love the the Michigan State line. I think we were favored by, like, four against Uh Michigan State. You talked about it earlier, about the importance of of having some stability and, and things like that in the pandemic. And, and I think you're looking at two programs that are on the complete opposite side of the spectrum when it comes to, to stability right now. I think you've got Iowa, who's got uh, you know 20 years of coaching experience and, and had no turnover, versus uh, Michigan State, who is, has got to be just a scrambling mess to get everything organized right now with, with the new coaching staff and all the other issues and transfers and things like that. So I, I think you're looking at a Michigan State team that's going to be four and eight next year so if they're coming into Kinnick and we're given less than a touchdown I, I would uh, I would bet heavily on that one Trent really like that one I like Iowa laying just a field goal against Iowa State you know historically I don't like betting the Hawkeyes in that one but at that number I certainly like that one and on the other side how about Purdue in West Lafayette with the train blaring getting nine and a half against the Hawkeyes boy give me Purdue all day long with that number Vegas hates Jeff Brown for some reason. <laughs> Every time we play Purdue, it's a head scratchy line, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I, I don't like I don't like us to go in. Especially, you know, Purdue's going to have plenty of weapons, and you know, I don't think they're going to be you know world beaters, but they're they're good enough to I think stay within ten of a, of us on the road. Seen a couple of people like the Illini. They were getting two touchdowns in the opening line, plus 13 now, and uh, must be some money certainly bet on Illinois there. But Iowa, 13-point favorite currently in Champaign this year. Illinois gets to a bowl game last year, 6-6, six and six, but people really believe that Lovey's going to maintain the momentum there. I, I don't believe it. I, I think I learned my lesson last year. I think I promised that I would never, ever bet Illinois or Rutgers ever again. <laughs> I, think I, I think I got burned on both of those last year, so... Uh, I'm going to try to follow my my own sound advice and, and never trust those two teams. Uh, that that's probably a good one, certainly to look at. There's also betting lines out there. Big Ten championship game, 
uh, for the Big Ten. Ohio State, no doubt the favorite, as they are minus 250 to win the Big Ten championship game this year. The second betting choice is Michigan at plus 500. No thank you there. Penn State at 8-1, to along with Wisconsin. Nebraska, 12-1. to There's Iowa at 14-1, followed by Michigan uh, Minnesota, excuse me, at twenty to one. Michigan State at twenty-eight to one, and then you get even deeper from there. Boy, uh, I'm, I'm not seeing a ton of value there. Maybe outside of Wisconsin at eight to one. Why in the hell would Nebraska continue to be better odds than us? Like <laughs> those people are not. They're going to bet on it. Those people, there'll be people that'll make their way from from Nebraska. They can't bet in their state. And hearing about the people that jump the border and go to Council Bluffs uh, to do that, same thing here. They'll probably make their way all the way over to Riverside just to throw down some bucks on their beloved Cornhuskers. Oh, well, they must. Obviously, uh, Vegas is no idiot. Clearly, they know that uh, there's. It's kind of like Cubs and Cubs fans. Uh, no matter what they put it at, there's certain people who are going to bet it regardless. So. One of my favorite lines that Elite Sportsbook has also uh, is not just to win the national championship, but to get to the college football playoff. I think this is a fun lottery ticket, if you will, going into the season. Somebody off the board that they're not going to have to win the two games and take home the title because really there's realistically probably only four, five, six teams that can do that in any given year in college football. But just to get there, Michigan State a few years back, back when Iowa played them in the title game, Iowa obviously a play away from playing in the uh, college football playoff. Trying to go off the board there a little bit. Speaking of the Hawkeyes, they're nine to one. Don't like that price for them to get into the, excuse me, the college football playoff. But uh, some different ones in there. Any off the radar teams you like? I, I can give you some numbers here. Notre Dame, they're four to one. Um, Alabama, the favorite, minus one twenty to get in, along with Clemson, who is minus three hundred just to make the playoff. But I think that's at least a fun one to, that you can dive into if you're looking for something to to tackle that Jones that you might have for gambling. Yeah, the team I, I think is going to be really good eventually. It may not be this year, but I I, I, I really like Oregon. I think mm-hmm. uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now, the coach, but I, I think he really has the right idea on what to do with that program, and you know they had become so kind of gimmicky and, and, and you know, I'd kind of embrace the, the, the craziness of the uniforms and everything. I think he, he, he has got the right balance of, of them being kind of the cool Nike school, but also being kind of a hard nosed and tough. And I think they're going to, they're going to be good for, for years to come. So I don't know what they're at for odds, Trent, but if, if you can get them at, uh, you know, decent odds, I would say, Go with Oregon because eventually somebody from the Pac-12 has got to make it in the into the the Final Four. Yeah, that, that feels like maybe something you look at, kind of take uh, some of the top teams because Oregon themselves they're fifteen to one just to make the college football playoff. Stanford thirty-five to one. Find a couple other teams. I'm going to guess Washington probably is up there. USC's ten to one. Washington twenty-two to one. You're right. It's got to happen eventually at some point. And Mario Cristobal, that's who you're thinking of, uh, the Oregon head coach. But that's something to play around with. I know we can talk certainly more. There's all kinds of lines out there, all kinds of things, at least in terms of futures that you can bet on without any live sports going on, including table tennis. Yeah, I've dabbled a little bit. What about Korean baseball, Trent? Have not fired yet, but I'm sure it'll be happening. Watched it, what was that, two nights ago, the first night that I was on. I watched it for a good 15 minutes and kind of was bored out of my mind. Didn't know any of the guys. Yeah, it was kind of like when we uh, we, we bet on the 
the dodgeball on the Ocho. That that was incredibly disappointing. I, I was expecting uh, I was expecting excitement watching some dodgeball, and that was that was one big disappointment. So the only thing that's been exciting to do is our is our virtual horse racing. But thanks to our friend Statmore, we can't do that. No, no, it just refuses. And him and Amazon, maybe some issues there. I, I don't know. Statboy's got to get on that and get things figured out. Biz. Before we get out of here, as always, we like to give you the floor without me butting in. It's time for Business Beat. Hey, kids, gather around for Business Beat of the Day. Okay, here's Business Beat of the Day. <sighs> well, business Beat's a simple one this, this, this uh, time around. Uh, happy 40th birthday, Delayed. It's, it's, uh, a lot has happened in three months, and most of it... Uh, Unfortunately, has been on the negative side as far as no athletics and basically uh, no going outside your house. But uh, you did turn the magical 40 over the last three months. So uh, we'll end on a positive trend and happy 40th and welcome to uh, welcome to the middle age club. It's not as bad as, as I thought it would be. I don't I don't feel a day older than the, you know I'm 43, but I don't feel a day older than 38. <laughs> yeah, some days are more difficult than others and. Yeah, we've uh, we've been playing around a lot more, a lot more walks with the with the family. We have a creek right next to our house, and we went with the creek walk the other day. That one felt that one in the bones waking up the next morning. You're not used to walking through a creek uh, up to your knees, and that one took a little bit out of the old man. But thank you for the birthday wishes. Forty uh, was hoping to do some kind of fun birthday party. That didn't happen. Had a Zoom call with all you guys, and that was fun. But need to make a trip. And well, when's the next time we're going to be able to go to Vegas and feel confident? about going to Vegas. I saw at least some of the properties out in Vegas that are shooting for Memorial Day to open them up and, and get started again with plexiglass all around you as you're playing slots and blackjack. Well, we definitely will not be part of that uh, that initial right. initial wave, that's for sure. Let, let, let's wait and see how uh, how things play out before we book that trip, Trent. So, but it, it may be uh, a trip to your backyard to have cocktails <laughs> instead of a trip to uh, – out to Vegas this time around. We could probably uh, find somebody handy that can make us our own crap stable. We can just play that way. That sounds like a, it sounds like a job for Rick. So right. During a pandemic, he's got plenty of time. I think he could uh, maybe maybe uh, adjust part of his uh, underground layer into an underground casino. I like it. I like the way that you're thinking. Well, Biz, good to get together with you again, talk here, and as we look forward to what the future is going to be, we still don't know. It is the great unknown, but optimism going into the next season let's get things right let's get people healthy let's uh let's find a way to get through COVID-19 and the pandemic that has hit us all and get back to normalcy that's what I'm waiting for I agree can't say it much better than that let's uh everybody keep doing your job and keep trying to be safe so that we can have sports down the road biz let's do it again soon thanks for joining me all right go Hawks